Let us open our Bibles this morning to Psalm 73 for our opening passage of Scripture, the 73rd Psalm. And I'll read to you the last four verses of hand-picked song leader, worship leader of the Old Testament, Asaph. In Psalm 73, this special man that had to have been very special for David to have selected him, saw the prosperity and pleasure of the wicked, and it discouraged him from his life of self-denial and temperance, and he thought that maybe worshiping God was just a wasted effort. The whole psalm is about this subject. The transition is in the middle of the psalm at the 17th verse when he went into the sanctuary of God and regained his understanding. I want the last four verses. Here is a man who has his mind and his heart back together again. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. For, lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Amen and amen. Whom have I in heaven but thee? If we look upward and think of the presence of God and all the angels and the spirits of just men made perfect that have gone to glory before us, there should be no one there but the Lord that we're looking to see. Comparatively, though you may have loved ones there, they are nothing and less than nothing in comparison to him. And while we'll, we believe by the testimony of Scripture that we will have a measure of fellowship with them, the real object of being in heaven is God himself if our hearts and minds are right, as Asaph's was by the time we get to this verse. And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. You know, it doesn't say about a what or a thing, because things should never even compete with the Lord, but there's no one that we should desire beside the Lord, even upon earth. It's not family, it's not children, it's not spouse, it's not parents, it's the Lord himself. Beside thee, it's a singular. It's the Lord himself, considered by himself, that should be the desire of our hearts and our minds. Verse 26, My flesh and my heart faileth. Naturally, in my flesh, events come up, news travels, I face difficulties, and my flesh, my bodily existence here in this world, my fleshly heart, my natural heart, trembles and is weakened. But God is the strength of my heart. My heart does not fall down. 
My heart is not destroyed. I may be cast down, but I am not destroyed because God is the strength of my heart. In my own strength, I cannot do it. I cannot sustain myself. I cannot remain energetic and committed to Him. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. If you put your portion anywhere else, you are going to be sorely disappointed and frustrated and you will be a miserable failure in your life. Because none of the things that you can put your trust in or any of the things that you can do measure up to Him. He is my portion forever, Asaph said. My flesh and my heart are weak in themselves, but God is the strength of them, and He is my portion forever. And holding on to Him, I have something that will last for eternity, and that something is infinite in what I'm holding on to. It is the best of all worlds, measured any way you want to measure it. There in that 26th verse. Now here's the conclusion he came to. He had been looking at the wicked, and they had discouraged him because he saw what appeared to him to be a measure of prosperity and pleasure. And there is a measure of prosperity and pleasure in their lives, because they're having their heaven now. And it's not much of a heaven. Look at all the drugs and dysfunction and divorce and drunkenness that they have in their lives. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Now he sees things clearly. You're my portion forever. I'm going to have you forever on earth and in heaven combined. But they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. Why did I ever think that I maybe I should be like those that go a-whoring from you and live for the things of this world? You have destroyed them. But it is good for me to draw near to God. And that is why we are here today, to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That is our purpose. It is good for me to draw near to God. Now this is a man that knew the Lord. This is a man that was a personal friend of David's. And together they conspired to make the worship of God in Israel the greatest ever. We want to understand that a man like this, very gifted, very exalted in the land of Israel, very exalted to have his psalms recorded in the Bible besides, beside David's psalms, he said, it is good for me to draw near to God. Right. Let's believe that it's good, and let's draw near. If we draw near to him, he'll draw nigh to us. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. They that seek me shall find me. The promises in the Bible are wonderful and glorious. If we delight in him, he will come to us. He will say, here I am to us. Isaiah chapter 58. Is the Lord your portion? And we want to pray, O Lord God, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious and holy name. O Lord, Lord of lords and God of gods, who is man or what is man that thou art mindful of him, that you would take knowledge of him? We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, creator of the heavens and the heaven of heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. We bless and praise thee and exalt thee this day. And we truly confess that our flesh and our heart faileth. 
Our flesh and our heart become discouraged. We can get cast down so easily. But, O Lord, Thou art the strength of our hearts. And, O Lord, Thou art our portion forever. And, Heavenly Father, where we have set our attention, our affection, our desire on anything in heaven or anything on earth beside Thee, O Lord God, recover us and save us by Thy mighty power through the Holy Spirit, that we will lift our eyes heavenward and see only Thee and make Thee the object of our affection and our attention. Save us, O Lord, from ourselves. Remember our frame that we are dust and that in this world the sin that is in our members corrupts us, distracts us, diverts us, deceives us, Lord, have mercy upon us. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, for Your goodness toward us, for Your kindness toward us, for Your mercy in saving us, for Your abundant mercy in forgiving us, and for blotting out our transgressions and casting them behind Your back and burying them in the deepest sea. We thank Thee for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with Thee. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us this day, and draw nigh to us as we draw nigh to Thee. Lift us up by the Spirit and in the Spirit, as we seek after Thee, O Lord, to know Thee better, and to rejoice in our knowledge of Thee. We bless and we praise Thee, Holy Father. Have mercy upon us. Blessed God, we pray for all your servants in every place that this day the truth of the Lord will go forth in power. We pray for a particular series of messages begun this day on the other side of the earth of the facets of salvation that your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of sinners, will be lifted up highly and exalted and that the people there under the sound of that preacher will hear the joyful sound. O Lord, be with us. Preserve our nation and keep us that we might continue to use the freedoms and liberties that we have to promote the glorious truth of the God of heaven as far as we are able. Heavenly Father, we pray for a couple in grief that blessed God you will speak the word and grant repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may be recovered from the snare of the devil, that they might acknowledge it once again, that they might make thee their portion forever, that they might desire no one on earth or in heaven, but they would desire fellowship with thee. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will arrange this and that you will produce this, and that you will be the cause of it, and that you will show your grace and your mercy at this time to them with great comfort as they run and turn to thee. Holy Father, we ask this for your honor and glory and mercy toward their souls at this time. And Heavenly Father, bless each of us that are parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents, 
that we will solemnly consider our responsibility, the effect that it has on our families, and that we will seek thee above all else in heaven or on earth. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins that affect others. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, and upon them. O Lord God, hear us as we call upon Thee. We thank Thee for Thy Word. We thank Thee for Thy Spirit. We thank Thee for the sanctuary where we can come together and in Thy Spirit open Thy Word and with Thy people approach Thy throne. And we pray this day Thou might be found of us as we seek Thee. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, as we approach thy throne and worship this day. Lift us up and strengthen us by your Holy Spirit. We wait upon thee. We need thee. Without thee, we can do nothing. With thee, all things are possible. Heavenly Father, forgive us for ever letting our feet slide or our foot slip. Let us lift our eyes from this plane heavenward and find our consolation, our comfort, and our strength forever at thy right hand. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.